my kid loves watching the puzzles, and so it's a game I can kind of get away playing that's not violent. And, and Plus, you're like a giant puzzle platformer. Uh, let me tell you guys, <laughs> I love puzzles. Um, no, I don't. What was the other one? Amber. 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 Amber is the color of your aura. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this episode's a piece of shit now. (laughs) We can't air it. It's got copyright infringement. I just nailed that. I'm your host, Matt. And I am Ash. I almost said I'm Scott. You're not. No, I'm not. We're at Comic Con. We are. Uh, Hence the delirium. So, yeah. So, this is exciting. Um, This is. Comic Con 2018, and we've been talking about this for the past couple episodes. That Matt and I will be here, and we are here. We are, and uh, we're about a little bit more than halfway through the show already. It is Friday night. Friday night. We're this in is the our party. We're in the yeah. This is our party <laughs> of two at the lovely hotel in San Diego conference center yeah Yeah. so we're recording from our hotel we've done a lot of fun stuff uh we're going to do more fun stuff so what we figure we'll do for our coverage this year we're going to have a couple live recordings from comic-con and then we're going to have uh several different interviews that will pop up inside of your feed so pay attention for those interviews and uh, hopefully you like those as well and aren't all of our recordings technically live uh, yes this one is <laughs> i guess on location yeah i guess you could this say. is a remote a remote, doing a remote on location episode yeah so uh, we arrived let's see I, I actually flew in from san francisco i was out there half for work half visiting one of my friends so we've been away for a little while landed in san diego and uh it's a little it's a little spicy and warm this year yeah, it's not too i mean it's like it's nicer it's hotter in new york for sure but uh in florida you just forgot what Florida's like. Uh, yeah, I've been away for a little <laughs> while. Yeah, we we were we did our annual trip to L.A. and drove down. I did get to one thing I'll talk about from L.A. briefly is um, we went to the uh, oh no, what's the name of the center? The something skill Skit, the Skit, skittles Skir, skirble. And uh, they have a Jim Henson exhibit there. Ooh, that's exciting. And it has all of his, like, original versions of his puppets and all these, like, incredible video and interactive little things you can do. And it was so cool and so inspiring. I'm a giant fan of the Muppets and of Fraggle Rock and and Sesame Street and all the things I grew up on. And um, to just see somebody who had, like, singular creativity and drive is, is really insane. It and, is really and cool, all of that stuff. It was really just kind of awesome and inspiring and wonderful. And if you're out in L.A., you should go to the Skirball Center and check it out. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, we, we landed and we went to uh, to Preview Night. I guess we should talk about the – we do this every time we do Comic-Con coverage. We've been doing it for se- several years now where we kind of talk about the general uh, – how Comic-Con has changed. The vibe. The vibe of Comic-Con. And I guess my, my first – my hot take on it is uh, – it feels a little bit like an off year, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it feels like there's a little bit less going on. I kind of feel like there was this Comic-Con bubble that, like, maybe four years ago, it was just, like, oh, it was, insane. Yeah, it was bonkers. And, and I feel like it's sort of leaking a little bit. And, yeah. again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There was a year where there were, like, balloons of people floating through the sky <laughs> Uh, for I Skyline mean, and like Nerd yeah. HQ, there was a year when Game of Thrones was at its height, and it was it, yeah, it was probably about four years ago, and yeah. it was just insane. Like the everything was insane. There were so many people, and I don't think even Comic Con had really figured out. So like we've talked about this before. You started coming before tickets would sell out, like yeah. a very long time ago. Yeah, and then when I started coming, you would still buy your tickets for the next year at the convention you just waited in yeah. a line you and could walk up right in the line sales pavilion, bad, right? Yeah. like you would just get in line and kind of go get tickets um and then i think like you know f- probably four years into us coming it started just getting crazy 
And then, it, yeah, it reached a height where you couldn't do any. It was overwhelming. Like, it yeah. was even for somebody who goes to a lot of conventions, you would show up at this thing, and it was just, like, it felt like SDCC hadn't figured out how to handle not only because you have to realize the thing is they're not just handling the 150 or 180,000 whatever the ungodly number of people that come out to this are they're not just handling that they're handling like another 100,000 people that just show up and walk around the convention right <laughs> absolutely like not the floor but like around the right. physical convention yeah so it's it's this year yeah it feels off feels lower feels, feels lower feels a little more calm they also feel like they're handling it a little differently there's more roads blocked off and areas where you have to have a badge to get in which is not the way it used to be you can't get within 100 feet of the convention center without a badge anymore which yeah. is new yeah definitely they um, blocked off a uh, harbor drive which is the road outside the convention center for the first time so there's more room to actually kind of walk around yeah which is nice yeah. uh probably not nice to drive but no but, but yeah I mean, it's never it, nice it feels to different and you know we, you and i were talking about it earlier but um, I have not seen in past years the line for the infamous Hall H has kind of oh. wrapped around the convention center, you know, several times. It goes, yeah. you know, all the way down by the water uh, for a quarter mile. And now, you know, for I kind of walked into a, a Marvel, what was supposed to be a Marvel panel, but I was in the wrong place. But, you know, there was there was a lot of bigger panels there. <laughs> yeah. For uh, uh, are you, you blaming know. the convention on that one? No, I blame it, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I just you know what it was? I had been to a couple Marvel panels in H before, so I just kind of programmed myself to think Marvel panels were in H, but this right. one was in 20. It was so in 20, I just yeah. kind of didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's an off year. But like I said, that's not a bad thing. I kind of have enjoyed uh, a little bit more freedom walking around the show. Uh, uh-huh. The the thing that's also a little weird is I feel like I'm going to use like a, a industry term. The activations uh, aren't quite as cool as they have been in the past. So the offsite events, right? Um, I feel like in the past there have just been some. You've really, really changed, man. I know. Now I'm using <laughs> activations. Yeah, I just throw myself down that escalator in front of me. But yeah, I feel like they're not quite as cool. Um, uh, but there's still, I mean, there's still a lot to do. There's a lot to do. I, I, I think I'm just saying I miss Nerd HQ. Um, yeah, I, I miss. Uh, Nerd HQ, it was much more necessary when it was here, though, it felt like. Like, it felt like that you needed that break from the, just the insane bubble. Uh, and it was such, like, a harbor. There is a place here this year that I haven't gone to yet, but um, Conan O'Brien has the Team Coco House, which is set up as a bar and comedy club. Hmm. And it's off-site, and I don't know that you have to have a badge to get in. I haven't made it over there yet, but th- it looks similar in sense where it's just kind of a calm place to go during the the insanity but yeah i miss that uh, it's just a different yeah i don't know yes yeah, it's a different feel it's, different. it's just a different year uh, we've mentioned it a couple times to each other just in passing and melissa and i have talked about it. it just feels it just everything feels a little different for some reason this year and i don't know if that means that i've been waiting for people to get conned out yeah but there's just too many conventions like in general not even comic-con but like Literally, if you live in America, <laughs> then like at some point during the year, you're within an hour, probably. Maybe, maybe if you're real remote, maybe it's you know six hours of of some comic convention, right, right, or gaming convention or yeah, whatever. The it, times have definitely changed. Yeah, that so, was not always the case. So I think it's not as unique anymore either, and that's that's kind of like a shift that we're going to probably watch happen. Yeah, yeah. People in New York. Like, everyone I know that knows we come out here think it's really cool. They're like, oh, it's well, – I don't know about everybody thinks it's really cool, but you know what I mean. They, yeah. People think it's cool that we come out to San Diego, but a lot of them were like, well, I'm, why would I go out there? I'll just go to New York Comic Con. Right. You know, like – and I know that's an extreme example because it's, it's also a very large Comic Con, but – A lot of people, yeah, still don't know, necessarily know the difference between them. Right. When you say – Because you're they going to mark the name quick enough. Yes. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Well, let's jump on over and talk very sure. quickly about preview night impressions. And uh, then sure. we'll talk about uh, all the stuff that we've done in the past two days. So uh, preview night for me is uh, I don't do the floor a lot anymore because right. I've been coming since the year 2000. <laughs> and yep. not too much has changed on the floor. It's still massive. There's still a lot of really cool stuff to see. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite things I saw on preview night, uh, de- there's Deadpool and the um, – mm-hmm. The showbiz, the pizza. showbiz pizza, uh, audio animatronic 
kind of insanity. Singing Dolly Parton, right? Is yes. that what they were singing? Yeah, from Deadpool 2. Uh, so they're having oh, yeah, that, that on the is, floor, yeah. which was really cool. That was cool. They have uh, the Lego booth is awesome again with all yep. the different you know, giant Lego Thanos, which was really neat that to see. That was cool, yeah. Um, Star Wars booth is all right. Yeah, Star Wars booth looked really cool. So it's kind of just become a sales pavilion of sorts. They don't it do really a lot of is. stuff in there, but... It is all sales. But it was it's nice and big and maneuverable, which is kind of nice. Um, and then they have the Mattel... I think it's Mattel booth right next to them, and they had some cool Star Wars setup stuff around the edges. There's also like you always see the uh, the Gentle Giant booth has all the statues that yeah. are just Ungodly. really fantastic to see. Yeah, incredible. They have a new one there this year of what was it? Not Hulk. There was near the Hulk, and it looks insane. Damn it, it is not in my brain. It's all right. It'll come yeah. back to you. Uh, so yeah, th- you know the show floor is the craziest thing that oh, you. It was Bumblebee. There you go. Oh yeah, there it was, was a giant, giant bu- Bumblebee. Bumblebee looked yeah. awesome. It I think like he moved in everything. Fifteen feet tall. It was really cool. So there's a lot of really neat sort of artifacts to l- to look at, and uh, of course, if you feel like shopping, there's you could spend mm-hmm. a, a you know a veritable fortune on the yeah. show floor. We got a couple of Star Wars exclusive yeah. shirts. And uh, we did go to, like, I tried to go to a couple booths that I usually you can get into. Like, we went to Super 7. Super 7 was swamped. Like, just, I don't know what they're selling, but they had some exclusive that just had people falling out of the booth to get it. Good for them. Uh, good for them, yeah. But, uh, so we didn't we didn't get anything there. And then Melissa and I just kind of walked, but we were, like, two hours in, and I was like, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was there way too long with a two-year-old. Uh, so my kid went with me to preview night. He did really well. Yeah. Got tired near the end. He got to do some really cool stuff, like hold the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, you know, got to hug Snoopy and do some fun stuff. So it's you know, it was a, a fun experience for him, and he's going to be thinking about it for a long time, which yeah. made me feel good. But man, carrying his ass across San Diego, not a, not a fun experience. Yeah. Overall, I thought that preview night was handled pretty well. It felt less packed than it did last year. Last year felt crazy from what I remember during preview night. Um, this one felt a little less crazy, but still pretty packed. And then uh, there's, there is a little something to Marvel not being in full force here. They've got a big booth, but there's nothing really set up super special. They've all have Caps costumes in the in the booth, and then they're doing, like, pin giveaways and stuff. It is odd because, I mean, we have Captain Marvel coming in March, and we have Infinity War coming mm-hmm. next summer. And you figure they want to hit this pretty hard, but they're just really not. They're here with uh, Cloak and Dagger and uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, or their two big, uh, yeah, big things here this year. And so. you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what what they have up their sleeve. I think they're still planning really what they're doing with the next phase. Yeah, and I think a lot of that stems from uh, the ink not being dry with the Fox deal yet. And I think we might yeah. have a big surprise with them saying, "Hey." You know, here's Fantastic Four and uh, an X-Men reboot or something like that. Right. So um, what did you do on Thursday? Uh, Thursday, I had a very special day. Uh, I got into no panels. Oh, <laughs> that happens. Uh, I went to, there was a 2001 panel I was going to go to. And this story ends great, so no one has to worry. Don't feel bad for me. But I went to a 2001 panel. There were It was in a small room, and it was the biggest line I'd ever seen in my entire life oh, for this tiny room. It wrapped all the way outside, which is bizarre. Um, so I did not get into 2001. Uh, I went to go to a Toys That Made Us panel. That one was also had a line. Really? Way underestimated the size of these two panels. Um, they should have both been in, well, maybe not Toys That Made Us, but 2001 should have been in, like, Ballroom 20 or something. Uh, but uh, didn't get any of those. No big deal because what I did earlier that morning was camp out to pick up my tickets to go see Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. and Conan Con. This is his fourth one, and we finally got – we've tried to get tickets every year. We've never gotten tickets for it. Finally got tickets this year. Congratulations, um, man. Yeah, so Melissa and I went to Conan. We got to see the cast of Predator. Uh, it was super fun. Conan puts on such a great show. It was my first time seeing Conan live, and I've been – a humongous fan for a very long time. Yes, you have. I My believe that your cat is named, named Conan after. O'Brien. <laughs> uh, That's being a pretty big fan if you have a pet named after, yeah, after Mr. O'Brien. He, uh, yeah, I had like ba- when I was in band. You know, have we ever talked about that on the podcast? Scott and I were in a band together, 
a, a couple bands. A musical band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Not just like a group. Yeah, no, we put out records and we toured and stuff. It was really fun. Uh, <laughs> I know I've never talked about it, but uh, I had goals with the bands. that I had three goals. I wanted a record that got put out nationally, which we did. And I wanted to go on tours, which we did. And I wanted to play Conan O'Brien, which oh, we never did. That was, my, yeah. that was my one goal that we never the one, met the in the one band. bucket. Yeah, you um, could have like held up your cell phone with your album playing yeah, while no. you were coming That would have covered it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so we went, got to see the cast of Predator, got to see his like bits live. They were all really good. If you watch the Thursday night Conan with Predator, you'll probably hear me clapping too loud and laughing too loud. Um, but it was really fun. It was awesome. It was a giant old theater called the Spreckle Theater here in San Diego, and uh, yeah, I won't rehash the whole show because you can just go watch it. On but that's TBS. awesome you got to go see that how exciting yeah, was that it was super super and you got some super special fun. swag for going didn't you we got uh yeah he gives out funko pop toys every year which is good because i'm never gonna wait in line for a funko pop toys so i didn't have to i got one from right. conan which makes it all the better but it's a predator conan funko with uh red dreads or orange dreads that's awesome for conan's hair that kind of stuff is great funny. like i'm not much of a toy collector anymore but if there's a toy that is that special and yeah that specific that's like something you hold on to because it's more of like i said earlier like an artifact that you yeah. can kind of you know really value i did buy i bought two other toys this was on thursday too it wasn't today uh i swung back to the floor after Kona and melissa went back to the hotel and uh i picked up a this is going to be very <laughs> specific if you watch bob's burgers but there's a thing he does called bob cephala which is he cosplays as as these like horses. It's like a horse. It's like akin to My Little Pony, um, and that there's like a whole adult convention around this My Little Pony show. And Tina really wants a toy. Is the story. So he cosplays as this as this uh, horse on the show to go and get What's Tina. What's the horse's thing. name? Bob Cephala. It's it just it, that. I mean, that's what he calls it. His, well, his, his purple it's horse. Funny, it's a uh, Bucephalus was Alexander the Great's horse, so it's probably oh, like a that's Bucephalus probably what it joke. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Kid Robot did a collaboration with Bob's Burgers and put out that toy. It's it's like nine inches tall. It's really cool looking. Cool. I picked up that, and then I also picked up a. Uh, <laughs> it's a ceramic like coffee cup, you know, like to go cup ceramic one. But it's a master shake, and it's got the lid and the broken straw and oh, everything. Oh, cool. That's very cool. And I cool. picked up that, too. So I picked up a couple toys or chintzy, not chintzy, but uh, knickknacks, if you will. Um, so I did that on Thursday, but the big highlight was Conan, uh, and it was probably going to be the highlight of the con for me because it was just so so cool and unique and fun and, and different. And we've That's been, awesome. Those mach- I like going to those tapings because that, that stuff, like we've seen Seth Meyers and, a couple times, and we've seen Colbert. And those, SNL. those shows, SNL, those shows. You've seen all the good ones, man. Yeah, Jeez well, Louise. Moved to New York. <laughs> pay exorbitant rent so you can see these shows. Uh, they run like like machines. It's insane to watch the production crews put those shows together. And I'm always fascinated by it. So It is really cool watching yeah. that kind of stuff get done. Yeah. So what did cool. you do Thursday? Uh, so Thursday, the, the panel that I really wanted to go see, I did get a chance to get into. And it's called uh, Marvel Rising. So it's the new. Yeah animated it's like an animated series it's a series of shorts uh is it going to be on disney's it's gonna be streaming on thing or disney's is it on streaming thing later but right now it's going to be to the web and i believe on uh disney channel disney xd oh xd yeah, so they it's, put a, a, lot it's a lot of XD. different things though and i'm still haven't entirely wrapped my head around what all it is so it's an animated film mm-hmm. it's shorts and i think it's going to be a series later on Okay. Um, so if you haven't heard of Marvel Rising, the, the cast is super cool. So you have Squirrel Girl, you have Spider Gwen, you have Miss Marvel, you have uh, Patriot, and uh, who else is it? Miss Girl, Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, Patriot, Squirrel Girl. Did I say that? Uh, Quake. Quake and Quake. Yeah. So those are the in, uh, the actors are Dove Cameron. Um, we have uh, Milana Weintraub and Chloe Bennett. And um, Ming-Na Wen is in it also as Hala, the villain. So it has an awesome cast of, of people that have, have kind of done Marvel stuff in the past yeah. as well. And so they were all there at the panel talking uh, about you know, sort of the impact of this pr- predominantly female cast and how important that is in terms of you know representation. Yeah. 
But also, um, they showed, I want to say, three or four of the shorts. And uh, even as an adult male, like I laughed out loud at some of the Squirrel Girl stuff. Squirrel like, Girl is awesome. Oh, it's if so, you've never read the books, they're, so they're really fun. funny. Yeah. So funny. Because she, she does sort of the Deadpool breaking yes. the fourth wall. But Deadpool as a character, as I've gotten older, like I like Deadpool. I love the sure. Deadpool films. But like his level of snark just kind of reminds me of an asshole teenager sometimes. Right. And that as someone who taught asshole teenagers for a really long time, right. I it kind of wears on you after a while. Like yeah. you get it. Like it's funny, but at the same time it's like it, it can also be kind of yeah. not funny sometimes. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Uh what squirrel what squirrel girl, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> it really is. What she does is she she breaks the fourth wall in sort of a very lighthearted, uh, fun way. So, um, you know, the voice cast was there. They were all fantastic to watch live. You can tell they have a lot of uh, a lot of love for one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe Bennett and Dove Cameron had worked together before on Shield, so they had already developed sort of a camaraderie, and you could see that on stage as well. Um, and Milana has been on the show uh, a couple times in the past. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be on this year as well, which is cool. And so we just talked to her today sort of about her, you know, getting the call to become Squirrel Girl and, and what that was like and, you know, getting the call from Jeff Loeb saying welcome yeah. to Marble, what that must kind of feel like. Because uh, apparently that's what he does. He calls you and, like, lets you be quiet on the line for a minute. And you say, Jeff, what what's going on? Oh. Welcome to Marvel. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's that's kind of what he does to his actors. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, Marvel Rising was great. I had a great time at the panel. I took some great pictures. Check them out on our Twitter feed at Nerd Appropriate and look for an interview with Milana Weintrube in your feeds uh, later on this week. Yeah, awesome. What else? You do anything else on Thursday? You want me to just Conan, quickly go through just this? Just you go through your stuff. Uh, I so I, I went to the wrong room. But because I went to the wrong room, I ended up getting to see the entire. I like that you're saying went to the wrong room, but you went, you just waltzed into Hall H. Yes. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> Hall H. That's the that's the room that when people go like people are sleeping outside, it's for Hall H. That's yeah. the room that they're sleeping. For. Yeah. So there was uh, barely a line for Hall H, and so I got into Hall so H um, right as the Breaking Bad 10th anniversary panel started. Yeah. Uh, as someone who watched and devoured that series way too quickly, Breaking Bad, if you haven't watched it, is a very dark show. It's not the yeah. kind of show you want to watch in two weeks. Uh, right. But that's what my wife and I did. We watched all of Breaking Bad in about two weeks. So um, I loved the show. Uh, I haven't really watched Better Call Saul just because it was like once I was done with that world, I think I was done with that world. It's I've just heard a, nothing but great things about Better Call Saul. Yeah. I, I mean, I think eventually I'll watch it. Yeah. But for right now, like uh, I don't really want to watch too many dark, dark shows, and, sure. and Breaking Bad's pretty, pretty dark. So, uh, first of all, I love, 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 love the cast of the show. They, everyone was there. The entire cast oh, really? was at this panel. Um, you know, from Bob Odenkirk all the way down to Brian Cranston. Odenkirk was there even. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So everybody was there. Um, they had just great behind-the-scenes stories. I'm sure this panel exists in some capacity on the web. Um, I'm hoping so because if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, you would just die to see it. Um, you and I talked about this briefly, Matt, but Cranston is, you know, one of the funniest people on a panel that I think I've ever seen in yeah, all of my he's very quick. all my con years. He's just super funny. So you yeah. had the entire audience of, I don't know, 10,000 people, however many people are in all age. Yeah. I think it's six, something like that. It's, it's kinda, probably, yeah, at least six. Yeah, I think yeah. it's six. Uh, just everyone was laughing and dying and having a great time. Um there wasn't any really specific reveals. They were just saying that next season on Better Call Saul, since it is uh, you know a lot of flashbacks, prequel, that kind of stuff, that they they may have some familiar faces from Breaking Bad that haven't, oh, cool. haven't been on yet um, on Better Call Saul. So if you know that's the kind of world that you're into and those characters that you like, that you'll really really enjoy it. And um, yeah, I mean it was a great panel. I, I absolutely loved it, and um, you know I'm glad I wandered into the right yeah. place. Yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> And uh, finally, I uh, I went to the Iron Fist panel, which All was right, in Ballroom so What 20. happened on Friday? Uh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I can't tell you how much shit I get from people for sticking up for the show. Um, so here's the deal. I am, uh, I am a supporter of Iron Fist. I do not believe that the first season was perfect, but I do not believe it was um, a, a raging pile of trash. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I do not believe it was that in any capacity. Uh, so what? What? A lot of people worked very hard on that show. I'm not going right. to say that and exactly. mean it, but you know no, what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. The show gets a lot of crap, you know. But the thing that's really great is uh, they gave the show another chance, and they mm-hmm. did it the absolute the right way. So. The pilot, uh, not the pilot, I guess it should have been the pilot, but the Let's hope. first episode of season two. <laughs> they rebooted entirely. <laughs> is directed by uh, one of the directors uh, of Into the Badlands, who, uh, first of all, if you haven't watched Into the it's Badlands, a great show. and you're into kung fu. It was like stuff. a weird sleeper show that I don't feel like people really watched, and right. it, it's good. It's still going, though. Yeah, it hasn't there's been season three, yet. right? And yeah. The, yeah, it's, I'm it's behind. a good show. I'm behind, but I very much enjoyed it. But um, the, the the fight sequences in Into the Badlands are AMC man, They're the just, best on TV. Goddamn. And uh, what they did, and I'm, I apologize for not writing down the gentleman's name, but they hired the fight choreographer from Creed, and he also did the fight choreography from uh, from Black Panther to do all the fight work in uh, in Iron Fist season two. And the dude's pretty young; he's probably in his mid to late 30s, but he has this like very he. I'm going to say the quote wrong, but he has like this punk rock mentality about how fight sequences should be filmed. Right. And uh, he said something to the effect that they should be poppy and punchy. So when you watch them, they have a sort of rhythm to them. And that makes fight sequences fun to watch because they're, they're moving at a certain pace that is just appealing to the eye. And so they showed, I want to say three or maybe four fight sequences from iron fist season two, one where he uh, punches an armored car and then he takes on a whole bunch of armed gunmen um, outside the car, which was good. Mm-hmm. And then they showed um, one with Colleen Wing and Misty Knight inside of a restaurant that was fantastic, like Jackie Chan level um, stunt work with all sorts of props and just shit getting knocked all over the place and Misty Knight punching people off motorcycles. And I'm like, okay, now it's getting good. And then they showed one with uh, Danny Rand facing off against Iron Serpent, mm-hmm. uh, and he wears his iconic mask. Uh, you know the iron the iron fist mask that everybody wanted him to wear yeah he's wearing the mask and it is a brutal knockdown just uh it was a five minute just bloody bloody fight sequence between Mm. two martial arts masters and then they finally they showed um a secret kind of spoiler alert clip of uh iron serpent channeling the iron fist himself so his Danny Rand's nemesis has the power of the iron fist and they show that happening oh and they showed another one Sorry, with uh, Typhoid Mary being revealed. Mm. So a lot a lot of really cool stuff. All the fight sequences were really great. Uh, I'm going to say it here. When this show drops, people's opinions are going to change. And if you're doubting me now and you're into Kung Fu at all and you watch season two of Iron Fist, um, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Sure. I'm not going to argue that. I It's uh, part of it, I think... Yeah, season one had a lot of problems. I think more than, than more than just the you fight. care to admit, but no, <laughs> there there were a lot of problems yes. with it. Uh, I think also I'm like weirdly just getting burned out on the Netflix Marvel shows. There's just too much of it at the moment, um, which is weird to say because there's only four, five, six. I mean, there's six, I guess, but like I don't know. Like what we were originally promised, I felt like we got right, and then they were like, "Well, if we just keep doing them," and I'm like, "Oh." Sure, I guess. Right. <laughs> like, there's part of it's just like I didn't ask for that. I just thought we were building. This to the is defenders. a life commitment now, Matt. <laughs> You're gonna watch this for the rest of your life. I was like, we we're just building to the defenders, right? What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, Thirteen what, what hours every four months. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think some of it is just that for me. Um, like I haven't finished. I, well, I haven't watched uh, any of the season twos that just came out. Uh, I never finished Punisher. There's like a bunch of them that I'm like behind on, and those were like bread and butter for me for a little bit. So, right. uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not doubting it at all, and I would definitely give. I finished. I watched the whole friggin' first season. Like, I'm, I'm not a person complaining about a show that I bailed on or didn't watch. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I plowed through that right. thing and finished right. it. Uh, so I would give the second season a try, and it's good to know that they made some changes. I think that was important. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, I think they definitely paid attention. Um, and I, I think, you know, the problem was never with the people that chose to play the roles or sure. Yeah. Uh, there was is. a lot of there was a lot of kind of behind the scenes issues, yeah. the, the technical, the technical Correct. things with the show that I think a lot of the creatives didn't necessarily have 100 percent control of. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, our listeners uh, feel free to, to at me on Twitter. 
if you if you see it when it comes out in September and you're like, I still think this was not great, then I'll then we'll talk. But um, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I am Mary-Kate Wiles, and you're listening to the Rated N.A. Podcast. So Friday, yeah. which was today, correct? feels like a very long day. It does, weirdly for me. Because I yesterday, Thursday, I walked a lot. I How walked many miles did you walk? 13 miles. <laughs> that's not a joke, guys. No, that's very real. Oh, can we talk about my scooter? Sure. <laughs> you want to talk about the scooter. If you want to give free promotion to a startup... That should be paying us money to yeah. talk about them. What are they called again? I keep forgetting. Which well, I don't feel like we should name either one of them. Uh, so there's two anyway, here. there's these scooters that have saved my life at this con yeah, for I a number of reasons. You you download this app, and there's these scooters laying in the streets everywhere. <laughs> and they <laughs> have freaking nuisance. And they have motors. <laughs> That's exactly what Mark said to me. Um, they have motors on them, and so you you get the app and you scan the scooter and it activates here's, and you can hop up and go around. You get to ride your scooter and then you're going to get on a plane. You're going to fly back to Orlando. No you never have to look at them again. Yeah. If these things show up in New York, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Oh yeah. Because if there were the tourists place. scooting around New York City while I'm trying to walk to work, I'm going to get into a fist fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I haven't rid road ridden roden. I haven't Rodan one yet. Um, I look forward to it. I haven't taken one because uh, Melissa's pregnant and is wobbly. If you have ever been pregnant or around a pregnant person, uh, their body is changing rapidly, and they literally will just fall over if you push them too hard. Yeah. So riding yeah, you a scooter don't, you is don't not need her on a scooter, not especially ideal. The, the busy, the busy streets no. here. So I haven't really had a chance uh, to do it, but I have walked. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something like twenty-seven thousand steps in thirteen miles yesterday, and then uh, today I didn't do as much. Today was a little, you know. Today was, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, today was only hold on. It's a very fast watch. Eight miles in oh. fifteen thousand steps. Chase, so yeah, Comic Con's a like workout, guys. That's not a, that's not a joke. Uh, today I camped in one room all day long those are the best days i sat in indigo ballroom because the two panels that i wanted to see were the venture brothers panel which is the first one in two years uh because that's how long they take to make seasons and then the other panel was bob's burgers which i saw uh last year but not the year before i think and really loved the panel they have a really great uh team that they bring and talk. So I stayed, uh, but I ended up seeing a show that your son approved of because I got to do two panels with your son. Yay! Uh, which was called Dream Corps, and it is a Adult Swim late night show, but it was pretty cool. Like I, they showed a one full episode. It's I think there are two seasons in already, um, and I had never caught the show before, which is a cool thing about Comic Con. You can just catch a thing that you never expected to see, um, and uh, it was really good. It's this really trippy kind of uh show about dream doctors who bring people into this room and they put them into sleep and then they enter their dreams with them and when they enter the dreams it goes very like animated kind of in the style well, the one we saw was sort of in the style of like um scanner darkly oh cool like weird kind of rotoscoped animation and yeah. uh it was starring jimmy simpson who is uh the lead in or one of the leads in westworld he's the uh, I haven't should I spoil season don't, one? Don't do it. It's season one. Come on. Uh, he's he's a character in Westworld, and he's also in It's Always Sunny, and he's been in a bunch of things. Um, but uh, he he moderated it, and they kind of all just talked about the show. But it deals with very real things and kind of helps people solve their real problems through their dreams. And it was very interesting and very fun and and uh, weird and kind of bizarre and trippy. And and uh, I really enjoyed it. It made me want to go look it up and i think they said it's on hulu uh, if you want to catch up to it and then the new season premieres soon the other panel we saw accidentally was flcl which is an anime uh that one your son did not approve of uh i forgot that it was actually a really fun anime i used to watch it on adult swim sometimes really 
Yeah, and it, it's just a very weird, fun anime. I, I don't think I could describe it with any. If anyone watched anime, they'd be like, "Matt's an idiot," and he described that wrong. So I won't bother. But it's it centers around uh, there's like a main girl protagonist who wields a guitar, and it's fun. Uh, so we watched that too, and the episode we watched was really fun. Apparently, it was a brand new episode. Um, and then uh, then Venture Brothers came on. Venture Brothers was really good. Uh, Doc Hammer did not make it from New York, but Jackson Public was here, along with uh, just almost the whole, like half the voice cast. That's awesome. James Urbaniak was there. He's one of my favorites. I think he's hilarious, and he was hilarious on the panel. Um, and they just talked about, they showed three trailers for the new season coming out August 4th, I think. And uh, it all looks amazing. It looks super fun. It made me want to go back and rewatch because it's the gap so long, which is not a negative comment. Everybody got up and made a negative comment about how long it takes them to put seasons out. It's just that it takes a year plus for them to make a season. And in that time, I, I, my brain can't retain what happened the fall of the previous season. So I kind of want to go back and just binge through all the seasons again and uh, catch up before the new one. Um, but it looked so much fun. Everybody's aged a little. Like uh, Dean is in a different place, which was really cool to see. Uh, and then James Rubaniak talked about how Dr. Venture is kind of wiling out because the kids are out of the house. So he's <laughs> he's got some free time to try oh, to like hit no. on ladies, essentially. Oh, he's so gross. And he's like, it all goes wrong, and he never actually is successful in any way or what's oh, in shape course. or form. Course. but uh it was all really fun they were having a lot of fun the questions were mostly really fun and they had a good time with them there were some of course downer people who were just like crapping on stuff for no reason whatsoever um jackson public did reveal huge slew of new guest voices one of which was mark hamill which i think is really awesome that, that he's gonna awesome. be in there so uh just really cool stuff i'm really excited i'm so glad this show keeps getting made because it for me is one of the best shows, I think, especially animated shows on TV. Um, I really, really, really enjoy their ability to navigate like themes and weirdness and and like do it with a sense of humor that's like everything's just so sharp and on point with that show. It, they, they've created their own unique world that honors source material in their own kind of satirical way without really like really making fun of it. Yeah, like you can tell like oh that's supposed to be the Fantastic Four. And it's silly, but it's not like shitting on the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. it's like, and they do that with, you know, every yeah everything from yeah. the fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. They um, did. Oh, they did get asked one question. It was really funny. Somebody got up and said, "With how ridiculous, like GI Joe was, which is a source that they pull from all the time to make fun of." There, like, he was like, "Do you ever make up a name?" that you think is really clever and then find out that it was already like a real, it was just a real name in GI Joe and Jackson public was like, I do He's like, it's happened so many. I don't remember. He gave an example and I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but he's like, it's happened so many times where I'm like so proud of myself. And he's like, I, I thought of this name and then I look it up and I'm like, Oh, it's an actual character from GI Joe or whatever. <laughs> and then he said his favorite one that he's ever made up and that made him giggle was uh, tank top. <laughs> tank top. He was like, I made up tank top, and I just sat there, just proud of myself for like ten minutes. He's like, Oh man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> tank top. <laughs> so perfect. I love it. Uh, so that's yeah. good. I'm glad you guys got into that. And again, more weirdness. There was no line for that. No, not uh, really. Not like in the old days. So not in the morning, which was weird. Like we walked right, in, which is why we ended up seeing FLCL and Dream Corps was because. Uh, I say core. It's probably corp. Uh, core is if you're in the marine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but could be either. Yeah, Venture Brothers in the past would have had line out the door, like two hour line to get into the panel. Yeah. Nope. No line at all. And Robot Chicken was right after it. So weird. Like times they are changing. Yeah. So uh, like you I'll, said today, where where was everybody? <laughs> like I don't know because they because Hall H wasn't there either. Yeah. Like. Um, I really don't know. Uh, um, Do you think maybe it's because of some things are being streamed now and that people are just realizing? We used to always give the advice, don't wait in lines. Maybe a lot of people are giving the same advice. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible people are just like over the lines and just like, I'm just not going to do them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I will say the floor has been packed every time I've been on it. Yes. But also worries me that this is just going to turn into like a shopping con, which I don't really want either. I want 
the part of the good thing about SDCC is that usually the panels are on point. Like you yes. get, and even the small ones, even like the weird off topic ones, like we went to TV writing panels last year and I'm, I'm maybe going to go to one tomorrow. Um, uh, they're like, they're just good and they're on topic and the, the people running them are people that have uh, experience or valid viewpoints, you know, for the thing that they're talking about, because there's a lot of panels at a lot of conventions that you can go to where it's like, you know, just whatever about whatever. And then you walk in and you're like, it's like your neighbor, Tim. And you're like, what? <laughs> why is my neighbor giving a panel? Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. You know, this, this convention. Um, so that's, what's lovely about SDCC. And, hopefully the the panels stay packed and worth it and people don't give up on that just because of the lines too there's a, a weird line we're walking you know down like yeah no i agree I too agree. packed and not not packed enough it's hard it's hard to know what's best um so i went to a round table uh kind of interviewee session this morning for lego dc villains cool um i've been a big fan of tail games and what they've yeah. done with the lego series for a long time they've done uh, a couple of lego batman games uh believe they've done three lego batman games and yeah so they decided not to do another lego batman game and said they wanted to focus on the lego uh dc villain sort of rogues gallery um and design missions differently because you know i've played the ever-living shit out of lego marvel 2 i yeah. don't even know how many hours i put in because my kid loves watching the puzzles and so it's a game i can kind of get away playing that's not violent and, and plus you're still... like a giant puzzle platformer oh, i know let me tell you guys <laughs> I love puzzles. Um, no, I do love the puzzles in these Lego games. Yeah. So uh, I, w I was eager to kind of get in there and um, and talk with some of the cast of the game and also learn a little bit about the creation of the game. Right. I did get a chance to talk to uh, Kevin Conroy, who has voiced Batman Amazing. in everything. Um, He's the Batman in the animated series, right? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, man. So He's I, basically my Batman. That, like, me too. I, even, I got a chance to tell him that, that I, I grew up <laughs> watching him, and like when I think of Batman – and everybody at the table agree with me. When I think of Batman, I think of Kevin Conroy. Um, so I got got to talk to him for a little bit, and uh, you know some of the other um, Fred Tattashore, who does uh, who's the voice of like Baird in Gears of yeah. War and Soldier seventy six and Overwatch. He was there, and he does the voice of like Clayface and, and uh, Solomon Grundy in this. And so he he talked a, a bit about voicing all these different characters and kind of what you know what his inspiration is. So that was really fun. Um, you know, I, I love these games. I love, uh, you know, talking voice cast, and that's something that's right up our alley. So I did that. Yeah. Uh, and then I came back, put my kid down for a nap, <laughs> and <laughs> I went back out, and I did the uh, Death of Superman, uh, this Death of Superman uh, interview session with, um, like, folks like uh, Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. And uh, basically, like, what DC is doing is they've created their own animated universe yeah has its own canon it's uh good too yeah they, like for as bad as they've made their movies yeah <laughs> their animated stuff is like legitimately good it is really good and i've watched a bunch of them um i'm definitely going to when this one comes out actually like i was talking with you today i was like i don't want to be able to get anything out because it's coming out in like yeah. four days so death of superman comes out in four days they did a um they're actually doing two parts. They're doing Rise of the Superman and uh, and the Death of Superman. So they have a whole animated movie dedicated to his fight with Doomsday and modernized it because if you read it in the the nineties, mm -hmm. the Justice League that fights Doomsday are like D listers. Yeah, uh, they're like really like Guy Gardner. And oh yeah, like yeah, really yeah. bad D listers because the Justice League was all ninety nineties eyes at that point. So they've modernized it now and have like the legit justice league okay um so they've kind of taken out some of the, the characters that people are like who's that hunky again? hunky aquaman yeah yeah hunky aquaman <laughs> uh you know super cool wonder woman um all these all these great characters so uh anyway this this project looks like a lot of fun dc animated stuff is really great and um and everyone was super nice to talk to um and then i uh went over to the secret marvel uh Say secret. S secret Marvel penthouse <laughs> in this in the secret hotel. 
And I uh, had a quick chat with uh, Milana Weintrub, who's been on the show a couple times in the past, and she's voicing Squirrel Girl in Marvel Rising and uh, still keeping our fingers crossed for the new Warriors live-action series that she is also going to be. Yeah, she's supposed live, to be Squirrel Girl, right? Live-action acting Squirrel Girl. So that's sort of uh, on hold for right now. But yeah. Uh, looking forward to that and honestly uh we'll have that chat in its entirety in our feeds as its own separate episode really really great talks about um becoming a squirrel girl and talks about uh can't do nothing which is her drive to save uh as many refugees as possible and yeah. to kind of shine a light on the refugee crisis Holy cow. In Syria. relevant at the moment too yes and so we have a, a really good a really good uh kind of a grown-up conversation which i think our listeners will enjoy and it gets silly at the end because we talk about infinity gauntlets and stupid shit perfect which is kind of what we do uh cool i uh finished out my day staying in indigo ballroom and saw the robot chicken panel which is really fun and usually is uh rachel bloom yes uh guested on it because she was a writer which i did not know so before crazy ex-girlfriend was picked up she was actually writing on uh, the show at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, she was writing for for cool. Robot Chicken when Crazy Ex Girlfriend got picked up. So everyone says she's a genius. Everyone. Uh, she was very funny, show, so very fast great. on the panel, and very uh, very woman forward. Had a lot of uh, statements to make. Where she was, her and Breckenmeyer have a very brother sister like back and forth the way they talk to each other, and it was immediate. Like they sat down, and Breckenmeyer was antagonizing her like immediately. And she was making fun of him back immediately, and then uh, I like Breckenmeyer. Yeah, it I've was seen funny. Him on a few panels, he's always really good. The best thing that happened was a guy got up and had like a big neck beard, you know, and no mustache. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the, what he looked like. I'm just describing what he looked like. And uh, Breckenmeyer went good call on the no mustache. Like a meat, like the guy got to the microphone and Breckenmeyer before he got a word out, Breckenmeyer made fun of him. Oh geez. It was like good call on the no mustache. And the guy said, I can't grow one. And then they like back and forth for a second. And then Breckenmeyer just like started making fun of the dude for like a minute. <laughs> and it was funny and it seemed in good faith. And I think everyone that goes to robot check has been doing these panels for nine years. And I think everyone that goes is expecting a little bit of this kind of like back and forth with somebody on the panel. Uh, but the best thing that happened the whole time, and Rachel celebrated it when it did, Breckenmeyer like finally quiets down. He's like, "All right, all right what was your question?" And <laughs> the guy goes, "Well, you've been in a lot of bad movies." <laughs> the whole audience just exploded, and Breckenmeyer and Rachel grabbed her mic and just dropped it. And the Breckenmeyer threw his chair and just walked off the panel. <laughs> And it was it was like so perfect that he had picked this guy to antagonize for like ten minutes straight, and then the op- the opening of his question was, "You've been in a lot of bad movies," and then it was something about like, "Have you ever thought about doing sketches based off of the bad movies that you were in, or something like that?" Oh, that's so good though. Uh, but Sometimes it was very good and very on the fun. Panel deserved that. You know? Oh yeah, Breckenmeyer deserved it, and him and Rachel kept back and forth in the whole time, and it, it was very funny. It was cool. We saw a couple new sketches from that. Because um, it's their ninth season, which is like question mark final season, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't. I've kind of fallen out of robot chicken a little bit. Um, and then we saw a panel for a show called Final Space, which actually looked pretty good. It's a, an animated series on TBS that premiered this past season. And the creator is a YouTuber named Olin Rogers. I don't know anything about him, but I, it was said many times as if I should. Ah, okay. But as listeners of this show know. I don't understand streaming media, even though I build it for a living. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, man. I barely do, and I I do it, and I don't really get it. I don't understand YouTubers. I don't understand Twitch streamers. None of it relates to me in any way, so I don't get it. Uh, But so they they showed uh, a full episode of it. It it was fun. Or not, actually, it wasn't a full episode. I don't think it was like a half, but it was was a fun show. It seemed like it had a lot of heart. Uh, Tom Kenny from SpongeBob, Mr. Show, uh, Adventure Time. He was on the panel because he's a voice in the show, and he's just awesome to hear talk about being an animated voice and just talking about you know his career sort of. Um, so that was very cool. It's executive produced by Conan O'Brien. I'm probably gonna give it a shot because I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, it was it seemed like a good crew of people too. And then that ended. And then finally, Bob's Burgers came out. Uh, I was actually telling your wife and my wife at dinner that I remember we used to do uh, pilot season Death Watch. Yeah, we 
did it and for several years. We did it for many years, and I still love it. I would still absolutely love to do it again because I yeah. think it's I think it's a hilarious note on the industry of TV, which is that they'll spend we're, millions of we're dollars. We're usually on these pretty things. right on some. Yeah. By name I alone, I remember reading the Bob's Burgers one though. Do you? And I remember saying to you, "I'll probably watch this. It's in my wheelhouse. It's an animated show on Fox." And I remember you going, "This thing won't make it a season." <laughs> <laughs> And I think I even sort of agreed with you because I was like, animated shows are, are hard sells. They usually yeah. don't do very well. If you're not The Simpsons or South Park, like, just kiss it goodbye. It's our Family Guy. And even Family Guy got canceled. Um, this show has not been on, I think, for six seasons now, something like that. Uh, it is one of the best family comedies on TV, live action or it take it like Modern Family used to hold that for me. I thought Modern Family was really brilliant. Uh, Bob's Burgers is Modern Family, just animated, and it's done so well and so on point, and the cast is so amazing, and the voices are incredible. It, like Bob from Bob's Burgers, the dad, you would love him. He's like he's one of the best dad characters ever written. Really? Because he just loves his kids, and he just wants to like do right by his family. Yeah, yeah. And his kids are like antagonized. It's a very real relationship, and it's just done with a lot of heart, and it's really funny. And I, if no one's watching it, I assume a bunch of people are watching it, but if if you're not watching it yet... I would give it a shot, and it's even worth starting at season one. There's like no reason not to start at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the panel was really fun. Kristen Shaw's on it. She's <laughs> hilarious, and they kept jumping to her. H. John Benjamin's voice. He's he's Bob from Bob's Burgers. Uh, he was great. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite comedians that's a voice is uh, this guy named Dan Mintz, who voices uh, Tina, um, and he is Tina. It's really hilarious to watch, and they always do it at least once per interview session that i've seen with them they'll be like dan you haven't said anything yet what do you think and he'll just go like um uh, I don't, uh yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like so perfect uh but it's really wonderful and it was a really great panel and, and a good way to cap uh friday um but but yeah i don't know it was really good highly that's recommend awesome. bob's that's Burgers. awesome well it sounds like a uh, good couple days it's always like rough like when we do these and we're like yo like <laughs> Friday, like, I fell down and I sweat a lot. I bought a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I bought this bobblehead. The bobblehead part broke off. <laughs> so now it's just a, just a head. It's terrible. Um, but, yeah, so it looks like things went pretty good for our yeah. uh, our first half. And so we'll have, of course, another episode with our second half of uh, Saturday's Sunday. And, uh, of course, you guys can follow us on Twitter, and that's at Nerd Appropriate. And we have a Facebook page, which is slash inappropriate, that we don't really do anything with. Nothing. Um, no, but uh, we're there. I mean, if you message us, we'll see it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, and speaking of messaging us, you can send us uh, an email, and that's nerds at nerdappropriate.com. We, we get email there periodically, and we would love to read some messages from you guys. And like I said earlier, we will have all sorts of special interviews uh, in your feeds, so make sure that you subscribe yeah. wherever you're listening to this, and uh, you'll get some bonus content for San Diego Comic Con. Right. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. question i asked him was well like you've done batman so many times like do you dream as batman like like do you like i know it's a stupid question but like he's got a huge career beyond right but he's he's, but he's honestly done batman in probably 20 different projects yeah yeah yeah. um and he had a really great response which um you know maybe we'll share the audio from uh and if we do then scott then just cut this part out (laughs) but he says uh 